to Wake the Bear Radio with your host, Brandon Johnson, Chris Hurst, and Ron Powers. Welcome, welcome to another another episode of Wake the Bear Radio. It's going to be a great night tonight. Looking forward to the lineup. We got so many things in the news, and it's mostly all good. You remember yeah. the days when it was so dark and bad, like, you know, right after J6, and we're just like, oh, man, what's going on? It's like, we're getting to the finish line, Ron. We're getting close. Yes. We're getting close Ooh. to this, this, this positive psyop that we're showing the people because you can't tell them they have to actually see it for themselves. We're getting to the end. And I think yes. people are starting to really wake up. And I think some, like you, like you said, Chris, I think some bears are waking up. Mm-hmm. Yep. People are drenched in sweat. Their legs are shaking. And those that are wearing darker hats are falling to the wayside, just left and right. And this is poetic. Lighter Ron. color hats. Lighter color hats. They're making <laughs> it to the finish. white hat. <laughs> yes. And I think uh, I think that's what's happening, you know, and it, it's yeah. starting to become obvious. Uh, well, it's been obvious to us because maybe confirmation bias i don't know but it it definitely is starting to uh to become obvious and i'm just really encouraged each day yeah i mean there's a change of season right i mean there's there's something going on right now the seasons are changing you know we're just turning into october right now we've had a lot of comms even five six years back about how how there would be something significant to october so it's like okay is this is this the october surprise is this the october we're we're looking for it. And then, of course, we've had a bunch of comms from Dan Scavino and others we're going to talk about in a few minutes uh, that seem to say that there's been a season change as a changing of the guard. There's people stepping down, people dying, people retiring. And uh, but the government's still funded. Right. So that's, I guess, a good thing. The federal government's. <laughs> I don't know. I well, don't they're know. not funding Ukraine. Right. They're not funding Ukraine right now. So that's good. Uh, you never it's know. Gap. It's it's like the the little Dutch boy with his finger in the dike. <laughs> it's a stopgap to get us through until um, a little later. Hopefully, that little later will be when we have a new speaker of the house. But we'll see. All yeah, yeah we'll see. <laughs> anyway, we had a pretty fun time at our movie night to, on Friday night, didn't we? Oh, that was yeah. great. It was very good. You know, it was it was neat because we repurposed a movie. We actually re- or recycled, I should say. Um, and so that was Out of Shadows. And it was a great movie. You know, from day one, it was a good movie. I mean, it was just like, wow, this was really well made. And it was very captivating. And I thought it was really neat that we actually showed that movie again. Uh, you know, I think three years ago, you know, we told everybody about it. But we actually went and and provided a place to see it and said come and see it together we had uh, a catered meal for those that because it was kind of around dinner time so we were very sensitive about that it's like you know we don't want you to come in hungry and antsy and and rushed so uh come and and so that food was awesome too but uh i really enjoyed it and i forgot just how good it was and then seeing it again i'm like you know this is great yeah, it was directed by Mike Smith, who is um, a former uh, Hollywood stuntman, and he did some amazing stunts. Uh, so he directed it. Kevin Shipp was in it. And my favorite part, I think, 
was they did a fairly long interview with Liz Crokin, and she um, she's a very uh, integrous uh, journalist who got um, basically blackballed after she reported honestly, as a journalist should, on Pizzagate. And she was suddenly got the hook, and she got censored, and she got... Um, out of the the favor of, uh, she was kind of one of the favorites. Uh, and then she realized how close to the truth she was. But that was one of my favorites of Out of the Shadows. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think for me too. Um, yeah, for me, there was, just, yeah, go for it. Go ahead. Well, for me, it just put a lot together. I mean, it put a lot of pieces together that I had never seen before. Um, for me as a, as a, you know, as a pastor, um, of a church, you know, I, I, I had never preached a political sermon up until lockdowns had started and tell things just didn't smell right. And then I saw this film and there were so many pieces from the military industrial complex, the intelligence agencies, uh, the entertainment agencies being co-op by Satan, you know, Satan, Satanists, you know, people in high level of our levels of our government, the Navy uh, being Satanists, openly Satanists. And, um, just, you know, so many things started to really fall into line for me to say, okay, there's, there are definitely some dark forces that are kind of orchestrating stuff behind the media, the control of media, just that it really was like uh, uh, the thing that pushed me over the edge. And, and, and then I, of course, you know, like you guys, I'm a researcher. So, you know, I probably spent 40 hours researching every slide of this movie saying, all right, mm-hmm. is this true? Like, okay, there's making these claims, but, and then I, you know, I was able to dig up a ton of material that substantiated almost every claim on here, including the WikiLeaks documents, the emails, um, the stuff about pizza gay, you know? So I, yeah, it was, it was an eye opener for me. And I, you know, and if you, if there's, if our listeners have not seen this movie, you've got to just get a few friends, sit down and watch it from beginning to end uninterrupted and just let yourself examine the content and its claims it will blow your mind and where can you find that well you used to not be able to find it on youtube because um (laughs) it was on youtube and it had like six million views within a few hours when it was posted and then within like a week there were 30 million views on four different platforms and they had to start taking it down um and mike smith said they weren't really the the dark the deep state wasn't ready for me to release it so they didn't they didn't have it in place to stop it and it was had 30 million views within 10 days and and uh, on various platforms. So, yeah, I would you can watch it on Rumble, you can watch it on YouTube. There's a, there's a bunch of places you can watch it. You can go to the website too, which is outofshadows.com or .org, mm-hmm. .org. Out yeah. of shadows, it, all one word. It's not uh, and I said out of the shadows and that's not the right name. I think Donald Sutherland did a film about that. This is the Out of Shadows 2020 documentary. Yes. That's very good because that did come up too uh, in searches. <laughs> you know what I liked about it too was I believe that this is an easier red pill movie than a lot of other ones because a lot of other ones were more political. This was about good versus evil and everybody can get on you know, the same side with that saying, hey, this is evil. We shouldn't do this. Mm-hmm. And so uh, that's why I liked it. I thought it was actually easier to invite people mm-hmm. um, to see it. And so, and, and so I, I sent out emails to a personal group and, and, you know, they didn't show up, but one, one who actually is a pastor said, you know, thank you. I'm going to watch that. And I believe he will watch it. If he said he will, he will. And so I was, uh, I was happy that it, you know, gave me an excuse. 
Um, so rather than saying out of the blue, hey, I think you should watch this. It was more like, hey, we're showing this at this church. Right. Uh, and, and there's going to be a lot of people there. It'll be awesome. And there's going to be food. Uh, I'm inviting you. I think you'd really like it. And so it was, a, it was a more natural way to invite. And so they said, Hey, you know, and after we saw the movie, then I posted to other people online and to those people, I said, Hey, if, if you missed it and you still want to see it, you know, you could see it off of this, uh, this link here. And, uh, and so it was a way I could follow up saying, okay, I realized you didn't come. But at the same time, you know, maybe you could see it in the comfort of your own home. So I gave him a, a second. I didn't want to do it before the movie, uh, yeah. before we showed it, because I'd rather have people come together because we stayed after and we talked. People had questions. Yeah. There were some people, uh, Brandon, you were talking a, a couple minutes ago, saying there's a person that actually runs a pretty good organization, you know, a very um, awakened organization. Yeah. And we thought for sure they would have seen it and he had never seen it. and He was blown away. So that was, yeah. you know. That was awesome. Um, and, yeah. and, and we're going to continue to show these things. I and mean, we have basically, you know, obviously we do this radio show each week. We do um, bear pauses here and there throughout the days um, in between. And then, of course, we do these Wake the Bear um, Film Festival 2023. And I really believe this is a core component of us waking up people um, in our in our community because we, we reach a lot of people all over the nation with our with our show. I mean, we, we see like 700 people watch it within an hour. Um, but th we're not sure those people are local. So this is a way for us to re be both be global and local with Wake the Bear. So, yeah, yeah, that's good. And the reason that we're even bringing it up is because it gives you something that you can do. So there's no, no, oh, no, the bad news. What are we going to do? This is something you can always invite someone over for dinner and uh, show this and, and just or do a, a neighborhood barbecue and uh, show it on your big TV because that's a great way to get several people at a time awake. That's true. Yeah, definitely. that's good. Well, Hey, uh, we're about to jump into our content, but I want to kind of kick it off with, uh, did you know that Donald Trump this last week was in a uh, Costa Mesa, California in Southern California, which I'm kind of favorable to because I actually grew up as a child in uh, Costa Mesa. So my, from age like uh, seven to, to college age, I, I those are my stomping grounds, the beaches of Southern California, and he was at a place which is interesting. There was a com shown. He was at a place where um, the Dan Scavino did a video of him um, and, and meeting some of the military, or excuse me, some of the police, and uh, it was at a place called Finish Line, and Dan mm. Scavino was purposely weaving together the term Finish Line, and it, it were almost there. Or it has begun. He did like a. And then there's this him shaking hands with the with the with the police. Look at the we'll have towards him. I'm going to show you this real quick. Um, share the screen. Yeah, right here. This is kind of cool. He's hanging out with the military or the police. He always seems to go having more people. With him than Biden does. Yeah. Got a huge entourage going with him. And he comes out of this building, and then of course they stand back, and the place that he's at is is this finish line. And you know, for for those of you who don't know who Dan Scavino Jr. is, he 
he actually has been in charge of, well, in charge of the internet for, for Donald Trump, his representation. And he is what we believe is a person that does these comms uh, where he'll post something and Q, it seems to be organized and, and, and a lot of, a lot of what we believe are comms. So it's not just anybody. So when he says uh, a finish line, that's something where people have, it's been proven over and over that he would say something that had a deeper calm and it would come out. And so this wouldn't just be like reading too much into it. Anybody else maybe, but, but Dan Scavino, no. He, he definitely uh, has a history and a track record of putting out comms that would come true or, or something like that. Yeah. That is so good. And one of the things that um, uh, Trump said himself about Dan Scavino, he said he owns the Internet. I think he said that in his um, his speech to in Detroit, I think it was. Yeah, so, I just heard it this week. Yeah, that was so good. And Finish Line, it is a place of classic cars that where prize collections are and it's just really an exquisite, exquisitively a designed clubhouse. And it's um, just a high class Trump-like uh, area with a lot of sophisticated storage of these um, automotive collectors. So it's just a beautiful classic car uh, collecting place. You know, it's interesting. It, it does remind me of the speech that he had done when he met with the auto workers unions in mm -hmm. Detroit. And mm -hmm. I was I was very impressed. I mean, he knew so much about his product as far as uh, the cars, suppliers, supply chains, um, you know, what's made in what country. And he would just ramble it off just like that. I mean, he was just so sharp. It was very impressive. And these people seem to really love him, um, you know, and basically his message was, hey, if you want Joe Biden, he is not here to help you at all. You know, he may talk about a salary, but you're not going to have anything because you're all going to be out of business because he wants to go all electric. And if he goes all electric, you guys are gone because that's going to be made in China. I mean, they own 80 percent of the battery resource. And he starts just going down figures just like that. And I had heard these figures before and I was just really impressed. Uh, but they really loved him. And what else I liked about uh, him this week was the spontaneity. You know, when he was in Southern California, he also went to an ice cream shop. Um, but he did it very different. Uh, he wasn't, you know, sucking on a, a big old ice cream. Uh, <laughs> and that was it. You know, he talked about business. In fact, he didn't even have the ice cream. I never saw one in his hand. He just was there spontaneous people crowded all around. I mean, it was just a handful. It was a lot of people, you know, and he was talking about just the great businesses and, and, and things like that. And I, I just, uh, and what's really interesting is, I wonder how many people in the mainstream media are asking him what flavor did he get? Do you remember that with Joe Biden? It was like all these pressing things and they're like, <laughs> what, was your what, what flavor did you get? You know, and it's just like, what a stupid question. Uh, but you don't see them asking him about that. You know, that uh, no softball questions for uh, President Trump. So anyway, I was impressed. Um, you know, it was a countdown. They're like, I, we, we think he's coming here. And, and a couple minutes later, he is. He's right here. He's walking up. It was really a live thing. It was really cool. Yeah. I just happened to get one of those random things on um, YouTube or something yeah. like that. No softball questions. You know, um, uh, IQ, the um, intelligence quota is 
uh, a measurement of your ability to think uh, cognitively and uh, really both sides of the brain. And the average IQ is 100. The average IQ of a president is 135, and Trump is at least 155, which is uh, even higher than Kennedy. I think John Quincy Adams uh, and Thomas Jefferson, I don't know if they, how they measured that, if they had an IQ test back in the um, inception of our nation, but the claim is that they had the highest right around 165. So when, when you say uh, he, they, they don't give him softball questions, he isn't thinking like someone with Alzheimer's or someone who has a very low IQ who's going to sleep, his mind is thinking at a very brilliant, I mean, one and a half times the average uh, time. And that's just um, the IQ portion. He has emotional intelligence and uh, he has tactical intelligence. Well, and he's the, yes. he's the man that puts together the deal, right? The the science of the deal is that his book, Ron, art, of the, art of the deal, art of the yeah. deal, you know? So, I mean, that's one of the reasons why he's built such a, an empire um, that, that is worth so much money. And some of the, some of the greatest uh, pieces of property in the world um, Trump has built. Yeah. So, so he's built, but, uh, uh, someone else lost a lot of property, uh, a lot of military property. And, and let's talk about uh, that. Yeah. You know, Millie. <laughs> You know. Well, okay, so yeah, one of the one of the most woke uh, generals just stepped down of going with our theme of the changing seasons, changing of the guard. Uh, Millie retired, um, stepped down. Praise God for that. Um, uh, the only bad thing about that is he, they put in charge another general who's a pretty woke. I don't I don't know much about him. Yeah, yeah, he he does come. I'm I'm um, just pulling up my. My notes on him. Uh, his his name is CQ Brown, and uh, he already he took his place. Uh, today's Monday, October second. He, he came on duty as the the chief of the chief, joint chief of staff. So he is over all the armed forces in the military, and uh, he's a, a general in the Air Force. He's a black um, general who's the second black general to to have that high position since Colin uh, Powell is the only other black uh, general, but he did have during COVID and during the BLM uh, and during George Floyd, he had a lot to say against the police about their treatment of blacks. And one of his first statements of coming into office, into this position of being over the military in such a high position was his uh, one of his primary goals was to get more black um, military officers in higher positions. And so just knowing that uh, it just seems like a reverse discrimination that 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 did grieve my heart uh, in that it wasn't who is the best to protect our um, our nation. It went right to a divisive subject yep. matter, which was race. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, the reality is, is that there's probably some amazing generals and military staff, you know, I mean, there's, there are, there are amazing military staff of all races. So there, we don't have to pick one race and say, I'm going to you know, prop that one race up, just open it up. And you'll get, you're going to have Hispanics and Asians and blacks, all whites, all of them are going to qual. you know, you're going to find some high quality military, you know, um, 
you know, generals yeah. and, uh, you know, military Looking personnel. Looking for the Sin so. Sus. <laughs> yes. Right? Art of war. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. You can overlook an, a Sin Su to get a, a Jamal. Yep. You know why Jamal came to my mind? He pulled the fire alarm. I don't even think that's. Oh, yes, Jamal. Oh, no. my goodness. Now, now make the connection and help our listeners know what you're talking about because we, we've been doing some research, but they might not have gotten the connection. Yeah, Jamal. Well, Jamal, I, I, I'm looking at, okay, Bowman. Jamal Bowman. So this week, because he didn't want Congress to go forward uh, with a vote, and I think. I'm not even sure what the vote was on, um, but he goes out there and he pulls the fire alarm and then everyone has to evacuate, you know? And, and I mean, you get expelled for that when you're in school and you do that, you know, as a junior <laughs> high, I lit a smoke bomb and, and threw it in a garbage can and, and um, you know, they, they, someone pulled the fire alarm and everybody, you know, and I, I just quickly walked away and um, Nothing to see here. But if I got caught, I would have got, I would have got really, really in trouble, um, yeah. you know. And so this guy, he pulls it. They catch it on camera, and oh, you know, I wish I had it loaded up. But there, you know, the guy does the Trump impersonation. Oh, it's gonna be great. You know, he sounds just like him. He's like, oh, Jamal yeah. pulled that fire alarm. Boy, he pulled that so well. And you know, but the interesting thing about it, and he pointed it out too, even on that, was the J Sixers. You know, they they go after these people that just happen to go to the, the Capitol, take pictures, walking through. And what what does happen? You, know, you get a bunch of uh, corrupted uh, politicians saying, oh, look, they 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 did an insurrection. They took over. They 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 stopped what we were doing. We were going to have a vote on something and we had to leave the building. Well, that's what Jamal did. And so, you know, he and, and he did it on he purpose. Obstructed, he yeah. obstructed an official proceeding. Yeah. yeah, well, the, it was on the the vote was on whether or not we were going to um, we were going to uh, fund the budget. And so there is a lot of activity and it was on a weekend. Uh, the first red flag is that AOC, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, she's defending him. And then the second red flag is he blatantly lied about it and said, I thought it was a doorknob. A doorknob. Oh yeah, a doorknob. Open a door. This red handle, break glass. A doorknob. Has he ever gone to like a school in the United States? They all. Oh, he was a principal of a school. Are you serious? What a fire alarm looks like. It would be a principal. Lie. He he was in a hurry and he thought it opened a door, and he was a principal of a school. Oh my god, oh, that is ridiculous. Serpent. Yeah, that was it was malicious mischief, and it needs to uh, uh have a little sergeant and arms work for for the uh the house. You know, they the, they just get away, it seems like, with things that are ludicrous. And I think they need to be fined, they need to be sent in yeah. time out. They, you know, you don't get to come in and, and vote. And that way their constituents go, well, they're not behaving and they're out of the vote. So they're not representing us. So there's gotta be some sort of feedback, but no. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. He, he was pitifully defended. Well, yeah. speaking of Congress, we also had a little bit of a battle going on in Congress right now. Uh, it seems that the Freedom Caucus, Matt Gates, is really uh, he meant it when he said, hey, 
We're going to make it so we can take you out of your position if you don't actually push for the the conservative agenda that we all want. And we've all said we wanted. And of course, now McCarthy's making backdoor deals with Democrats. And, and, you know, we had that was the whole point was to save McCarthy from McCarthy. And uh, we're seeing it play out right now. And, you know, people are like, oh, no, if the if the what happens if the 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 government shuts down. You're like, it, it, I think it shut down like six times during Reagan's administration or is it six times since Reagan's administration? So it's not like it's the end of the world. People are like, Oh no, someone's not going to get paid. Like Lisbon, they're going to finally get paid sooner or later. It's not, you know, <laughs> yeah. if it goes for a week or so, you know, the, people are getting paid. And I'm thinking to myself, uh, some of these congressmen are worth like 12, 27, you know, million dollars. Why don't they pay the, the person, the cafeteria worker, that their concern won't get paid, you know, rather than pour more money into Ukraine and, and not actually uh, balance our budget. It's just yeah. crazy. And is, it goes back. Remember last January, we did a show on uh, when they were trying to get a speaker of the house and uh, Gates and his party, Bober was part of that. Um, there were a few that were uh, objecting to McCarthy and what didn't they do? 17, votes before McCarthy was approved. And part of that approval was based on some things. One of them is that with one vote, they could bring up a, um, a vacate vote. And the vacate vote for, for the speaker would be, we, want, uh, we demand a, a vote because he is reneging on his agreement. And so lots of the things that that um, McCarthy's promises and, you know, he's a Republican from California. Uh, so um, I, I don't I I'm not I'm watching him very closely. But basically, uh, he said that he would push forward a vote for no term li- for term limits. Uh, and that's part of our problem with Diane Feinstein, you know, dying in office is because yeah. she's 90 years old and, and hasn't been really able to function in her position for quite a while. Um, he also agreed to um, balance the budget, uh, to, to demand a balanced budget. And um, he also agreed to demand full release of the January 6th tapes. Yep, and yes. uh, he, he said that he would agree to getting uh, accountability for the Biden family and their, uh, bla- their, their money laundering activities. And uh, instead of cutting spending, he's actually raised the debt limit. And then he's, um, he's basically been lying to Biden lying to the conservatives in, in Congress, playing both sides of the, the um, aisle. And part of it is to put off the vote until it's so desperate, it's the deadline. I mean, one of the reasons we got down to the deadline is because he stalled and he stalled and he stalled. And suddenly midnight's coming, whatever the hour is that they have to determine it or they shut the government down. Now it's an emergent situation. It's a 911, oh no, we have to uh, fund this. And the problem is that some things weren't done beforehand to get the agreements with uh, both parties. And so he has not performed as he promised. And really it's been, what, nine months since January, right? Nine months that he's had to actually put forth and get to busy on the stuff that, we, that we've asked them to do, that, that, that the American people want. 
And, you know, I mean, even even in, you know, possibly impeaching Biden, there's just, there's a huge majority of people that want that. And, uh, you know, like I, like you said, all of those things, he's not, I mean, just simply the January 6th tapes. I mean, mm-hmm. that's, come on. They, those, I know, they started in- and then they pulled him back because, you know, the, the, when they started, they, they had the guy with the horns, uh, you know, uh, yeah. shaman, shaman, shaman guy. Man. As soon as that yeah. stuff came out, you know, Tucker, Tucker had some and he, he came out with some of it and instantly that guy was let, let free. Free. You know, so how many they, more they, people are sat in prison for another nine months because he hasn't released That's the right. film. Exactly. Yeah. That's right. So he's gone back on his word and Matt Gates is calling him on the floor for it. You know, and I, my hat goes off to Matt Gates. I think he's uh, doing a phenomenal job holding the line, holding the line. And, and I don't think Hold he's showboating or anything. I think he's, he had that list. I remember hearing that list a couple of weeks back and it was just mm-hmm. like, wow, I didn't realize that McCarthy has just been, doing nothing in this area and he yeah, and they can they can actually um legally they can have uh members of the fbi and they can demand they can arrest um members who are obstructing justice in the congress so they have an ability that they aren't using uh, that could put a lien on both the FBI and on Garland with the DOJ and on uh, even the Capitol Police and those that are not wanting to release the um, the tapes. So they're just not using the authority that they have. And what we're seeing is a tick, 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 tick as we see 13 months to the election. Pretty soon it'll be 12, 11, 10 and uh, no change. I mean, this is the time they need to move and act and get their rears in gear to represent the people's interest and not just delay for their own tactics. Right. Yeah. I, I, I think there's just so much fear with these people. Like they don't know if they'll survive if they, they push too hard. Is there a skeleton in my closet or I can't trust the justice system because, man, there's so much corruption everywhere and, and people are afraid. I don't know. Maybe they're afraid to to be bold. Um, mm-hmm. it's one of the reasons why I like Trump, man, he's saying what he's going to do and he's doing it. You know, um, yeah. a lot of these guys, they're they're career politicians and they're like, you know, I don't want to lose my job. And that's, you know, yeah, so. they need to be more afraid of losing the job where they don't get a vote. So that's really on us as far as not allowing them to get back. As long as there's election integrity, we have the ability to choose our elected officials. So mm-hmm. uh, there again is a can of worms because who knows who's installed and who's actually voted in. Yeah. Well, and that, that's the big that's the big thing right now, right? I'm I mean, with Feinstein dying. And, you know, now who gets to make the decision about who takes her place? Gavin Newsom. And isn't he coming up with a person that's actually a resident of Maryland to take the position of a California uh, senator? Is that correct? Yeah, she lives in Maryland and she voted. uh, What was her name? Her uh, Her name's LaFonza Butler, LaFonza, which it's not even in the baby list names. I looked up, I thought, I've never heard that name before. And it's not in the list, but it, it is a female version of the word Phoenix. Um, but LaFonza Butler, she's a, um, a lesbian black woman who is currently a resident of Maryland. And so Maryland now uh, may have three senators and California, oops, we just get one. 
Step one, yeah. Well, she definitely is a checkbox, you know, a progressive checkbox, right? Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I, mean, I guess we can't find any in this state. I thought you're supposed to represent the people you live with and, yeah, and, and yeah. as part of that community. She's an, she's an East Coaster, you know, whether she has property here or not. She lives there. She votes there. And all of a sudden, you know, and that's just like what happened with uh, Hillary Clinton, you know, when she she became sec or not secretary of state. What, what was it? Was it senator? She went was she? senator of, of uh, New, New York. York. Yeah. And she didn't even live there. She was yeah. from Arkansas. And then I don't know where she was for a while. I mean, obviously, you know, she, well, but there was also a very townhouse or something. I don't know. Just got yeah, one, like there was somebody else who actually lived in New York that should have probably won. But then he accidentally died in a plane crash. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right? JFK yeah. Jr.? JFK Jr. I mean, that's. Yeah, that's yeah, right. That's somehow right. That was he the... miraculously died in a plane crash and then uh, Hillary Clinton won. Um, yeah. That, oh my goodness! I didn't realize that was the same timing. It but was. Lafon. I mean, that is uh, that just is demonic. Uh, Lafonza Lafonza Butler is um, well. If she's representing our state and Governor Gavin Newsom, she's she is bad news. So let me just tell you a little bit about what we will be receiving as our new senator. Uh, she's been part of Emily's list and Emory, Emily's list is a super PAC that actually supports American politicians and aims to help uh, elect Democrat female candidates who are in favor of abortion. And every year they have given more and more and more money. When I'm talking about giving money, right. Um, they have over 240 million that they've given for political candidates. And right now they, they have over 60 million in 2016 for Hillary Clinton. They gave uh, 60 million. I don't even know how you do that, but they raise the money because obviously um, they, they uh, as a super PAC, they can do that. And what Emily, Emily sounds like, you know, kind of like Amber's list or um, Emily means early money is like yeast. I mean, it's kind of bizarre, even the name wow. and the acronym. Um, but I mean, yeast is something that causes infection. It does a little leaven and in the leaven. bible um yeast is termed leaven and it's termed leaven because it's sin a little leaven leavens the whole loaf can ruin yeah. the whole loaf and so uh, she is very progressive a black uh, lesbian woman who is um, also associated with the aspen institute if you know anything about the aspen institute they are george soros foundation uh, she was also Kamala Harris's advisor. And um, Newsom, I, I think it's very interesting uh, when he named her um, Obama, Barack Obama, along with his wife, um, Michelle, Michael. Uh, were in uh, California meeting with uh, Newsom. And so there's some sort of arrangement being made at the national political level for some sort of democratic candidacy uh, to move forward. So they're, they're coming up with a strategy, the Obamas and uh, Newsom. So that's probably one reason we're, we're going to see Newsom and um, DeSantis in November, at the end of November, having a debate. So keep your eyes on 
this. I am very disappointed that someone who is not a resident, a longtime resident, is going to represent me as a senator. Yeah, I she doesn't represent me anyway, even if she lived here. Um, you know, there's there's just so many things that are so contrary to what the majority of people in this state would be represented by. Uh, she doesn't fit that bill at all, I think. Uh, I think it's an agenda. Obviously, it looks like an agenda, you know. And so uh, a couple check boxes here. And uh, it's just, you know, I wish we were able to get um, Newsom out when we did the recall. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I have no idea if voting's even accurate in this state. I, well, I do have an idea. I don't think it is. <laughs> yes. I don't think it is. But, uh, well, anyway. how many of your friends went to the polls and were told they'd already voted? I I know at least three people. Yes, I do know a few people as well. Yeah, they were told that they, they had. Oh, you had already you already voted. No, I didn't. I'm just my first time <laughs> showing up. So yeah, well. and, and we may bemoan uh, that you know Feinstein was um, she she was probably an operative for the CCP. Um, I have a feeling that um, Newsom's choice for her replacement is going to be worse. Yeah, I, I believe so yeah. too. Yeah, I mean, just what he's capable of and what he's doing. And with Diane, uh, you know, hopefully more stuff will come out. I mean, we do know that she had a chauffeur for 20 years that was a, uh, you know, communist spy. And he, he was privy to a lot of information. I mean, how many conversations do you have in your car on the way to the airport or on the way to things? Uh, they said that he was a, I don't know, a gopher, you know, where you, you carry things and, hey, can you deliver this for me? I mean, he had full access. I mean, you know, it's like, okay, I will bring these papers over here, and, you know, pull over for 10 minutes and take some photographs. I, who knows, you know, mm -hmm. but for 20 years, I'm sure he had it down to an art. And, uh, you know, she says she was appalled when she found out, well, boy, shame on her for, for mm -hmm. not knowing enough about that, you know? Yeah. And as a Senator, she was, uh, she was a high level committee member on the Sel Senate intelligence committee. And she was part of the gang of eight, which yeah. is, um, a, a team that has, um, even more top secret clearance. They, they see things that no other, um, congressional people get to see that is sensitive, super sensitive intelligence data uh, that's withheld from all the rest of Congress. It's all done in skiffs. And so uh, the fact that she had uh, um, a known uh, intelligence operative from the CCP working uh, in undercover in her office is quite, uh, it's, it's quite discouraging. Yeah, it's interesting. She owns property in China. You know, her husband got a lot of deals. I think unopposed. Uh, did was he in charge of the 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 speed train, the bullet train that was a complete uh, failure? They were supposed to be building in California. Yeah, I didn't know that one. You know, know. well, I'll have to look that one up a, again. But yeah, here's an, here's an article. A tablet says that uh, China Queen Diane Feinstein used her Senate power to push for most favorable nation status for the CCP and its corrupt dictatorship. Wonder why. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, this is just, the, this is the, the, the rich man North of Richmond making deals, international deals, mm -hmm. becoming rich using their, you know, their influence 
uh, to peddle and and to be making making millions of dollars and at the, at, at what expense um the national interest of our country and the the death of our military men and women you know these people are out for themselves they're not out for for you and that's this is part of the great awakening is that we have to rein in um, the corruption. It's just, it's gone on too long on both sides of the uniparty. And it, we've got to see some drastic changes to how people serve because they're supposed to be public servants and what they're serving is themselves, not serving the people of America. So. Yeah. This and when the, she started in office, I think it's significant just like so many of these lifetime um politicians she had uh, uh, a few hundred thousand dollars as far as her income and by the time she died she, her estate was worth 220 million dollars she was reprimanded numerous times for insider trader trading and that doesn't include um that's her her estate, that doesn't include all the monies that her husband made in business deals with the Chinese government as a contractor and a builder in that uh, that nation. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I just, I did just uh, research. Yeah, she, her husband, Richard Bloom, I think, uh, yeah, ties with, with the whole bullet train, lots, millions of dollars, uh, you know, impropriety right there. I mean, just the, the way he got those contracts or dealt with them. A lot of money. These people make a lot of money. And that's the problem with career politicians. Yeah. Yeah. We need audits yeah. on every politician every year and uh, every single member of their family. Yeah. And that's well, one of the reasons. You know, corruption, you know, we know that absolute power corrupts. And, you know, power corrupts, absolute power corrupts, absolutely. And when you don't have accountability, you don't have oversight, you're, you're handing a, a level of absolute power to people. And there's no, because they have no, um, no safeguards to restrain them from doing, you know, helping themselves and doing evil. And, and you know, the, the heart of mankind, men and women is destructively wicked, the Bible says, that if we're not protected, if we don't have internal checks because of the Holy Spirit living in us that keeps us on the right path and we don't have external systems that kind of keep us protected, you know, that's one of the reasons why as a pastor, I love, I don't, I don't handle any of the money. I, I don't, I have a board that's my boss that can fire me if I make, you know, if I don't, I'm not, I do, if there's any impropriety in anything. And I, I just really believe that there's got to be some balance and checks and balances for any, any system of leadership, any, any system you know, where someone, someone has the right to oversee your time and what you do with your money, you know, and what, you know, or, you know, or fire you. And this, in, in this nation, these are public servants. We are the people we are, we are the sovereign um, in America and we're, mm -hmm. our, these people work for us and this has been forgotten by them and they, they've been working for themselves. And, you know, I think I've said that, but I just, you know, it's a big deal. Yeah, it's absolutely. A big deal because it's affecting our nation right now with the Biden brand uh, as far as the 20 shell companies and the millions that have gone to um, enemy uh, governments, whether it's China, whether it's Ukraine, whether it's other nations that do not uh, Russia, the mayor of Russia. Uh, but this is it is rampant. It is a disease that has got to be eradicated from our government or we will not survive as a republic when there is bribery and there is love of money 
um, you know, money isn't the source of all evil, but love of money and power, uh, then we know that there's an opportunity to corrupt. And so um, uh, my heart is that um, that the average citizen becomes the politician like it to go back to the the original design of representatives for our nation that you go for two or three or four years, you serve and then you go back into your business or your family and you do what you were doing before. Yeah, yeah. that's and that's you the know, model. I mean, George Washington did that. You know, they wanted to make him king and. He served, you know, the two terms and then he's like, nope, I'm not going to do that. No, I'm not going to be king. You know, let's let somebody else serve. And and that, you know, and, and it's service, you know, it's public service. So you're there for two, you know, two terms and you're done. And you go back to the private sector making whiskey or whatever he, you know, that's what, you know, George Washington did. But so, so. Yeah. Good. What, what about, yeah, okay, it, so. Go ahead. This brings up, I, I just want to add to a point there. Um, you know, this actually brings the scriptures alive even more. You know, when it talks about corruption, nothing is different, right? I mean, even Jesus said, you know, the love of money is the root of all evil. But every time Israel fell away from God, one, one of the things they did is they rejected God. But then what, what was the result of it? Well, their courts got corrupted. Uh, the Bible talks about bribery, you know, woe to those that take a bribe and it, it skews their their uh, decisions. Uh, what else do they talk about? You know, chasing fine luxuries and delicacies, you know, all these people start living like that and then they start to uh, oppress the poor. There's a lot of verses about oppression of the poor, of the widow, of the orphan, you know, the, 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 those that are underserved or underrepresented. Uh, uh, that are vulnerable, you know, lack of mm -hmm. compassion. You know, it, it says in the last days, people will be lovers of themselves, you know, lovers mm -hmm. of pleasure. It talks about, uh, you know, Baal worshiping, you know, sacrificing babies. We see that with the, uh, mm -hmm. the abortion. We see that with even the transgender and, and, and just things about children, you know, the vaccines mm -hmm. against children. Mm -hmm. I mean, when does a child need, uh, you know, they're saying like six months, oh, I'll give them a vaccine. You know, it's like, come on. And so the children are targeted, uh, the astropoles, just the sexual deviance. You see the same things. Nothing is new. You know, people right. think that the Bible is an antiquated. Everything the Bible <laughs> talks, you just have to do a little bit of things. What's the difference? Well, okay, the word computer is not in there. But you could, see, you could see the same thing, the heart of people and the final outcome. It's just a different tool, a computer versus paper versus papyrus, whatever. You know, mm -hmm. it is just as relevant today as it was then. And, you know, the interesting thing about you you're mentioning about um, all this stuff happening, you know, that we should be investigating. Well, I believe that precedence is being definitely uh, made right now. Um, and, and so what's happening is, is, Donald Trump's taking the heat of it, right? I mean, he's in court all the time. Mm -hmm. They're going after him. He's indicted all the time. I mean, false accusations, you name it. But he has been showing up to court and he showed up, what, today? Uh, yes. Regarding New York, you know, uh, he was accused of being uh, committing fraud by overinflating the value of his, um, of his properties, uh, Mar-a-Lago being one of them. Uh, Mar-a-Lago being uh, the judge had the gall to say, oh, that's that's overpriced what you had it at. I, I can't remember what he had it at. If it was like 500 million or 300 million, whatever it was, it was in the hundreds of millions. And the uh, judge had the gall to say, 
that's not worth anything more than 18 million. And so he assigns a value and everybody's scratching their head. Like, what are you kidding? You know, that that's, it's 20 acres, you know, in a prime, in prime mm-hmm. uh, real estate. And, uh, you know, just yeah. so since when does a judge, a corrupt judge have, have the ability to say, to judge it like that and say, oh, that's over, you know, you've overinflated. Yeah, there's a map right there. And I saw that that was out on social media. If you could zoom in on that, that'd be awesome. Yeah. Um, so, so here's the property, right? Mar-a-Lago, 18. The judge is trying to say that these 20 acres is only worth 18 million. But you've got properties up here that are smaller. This one right here is just this part. It's 23 million. This one is 0.39 acres. It's 25 million. And this is like, you know, it's 20 times the size. And they're trying to say it's not, it's worth the amount. Here, here's one, a 0.89 acres, 37 million. So, and the judge is trying to say this is only 18 million. Like, number one, you know, beauty's in the eye of the beholder. When you uh, buy a piece of property, if it's at 18 million, but you sell it for 200 million, now it's worth 200 million. It doesn't matter what it was, once was worth. And, 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 and it's all, you know, I think he even put a clause when he was selling property or buying property. They always put a, a buyer beware clause saying, you know, this is what we believe it's estimated the value of, but you don't trust us Do your own research before you make an offer on a piece of property. So, you know, there's anything that Trump has done there with that is not, you know, illegal or, you know, by valuing his property, what he, he can tell you whatever he wants to tell you. It's, he thinks it's worth it, The market will prove it when it's sold. You know, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what? There's a history with Marilago, though. That's it's you know these other smaller homes on smaller properties. They may be gorgeous properties in themselves, but I mean the 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 history. You know, this is a a national historic landmark. Mm-hmm. On um, so that's one thing. It was it was uh it was built by a businesswoman and a socialite, uh, Marjorie Merriweather Post. Do you remember Post Cereals? Yeah, that's what it's from her. She was the daughter of, I believe the daughter of CW post. Wow. In fact, there was a cereal called CW post. My, my sister really liked that cereal for years, uh, back in uh, 40 years ago. Well, and it was also considered, it's considered to be the Southern white house. Like it, it, and it's such opulent and such beauty that people would have called it, you know, when, when, even when Trump bought it, it was, it was often called the Southern white house. And, you know, one of the things about this property here too, is if not only is it bigger, but it has beachfront property and channel property, front property. So it's, it's not just one of these little houses in the middle. Right. It has that beachfront and channel front on both sides. Yeah, yeah. Water, water. <laughs> well, that's why it's called Mar-a-Lago. It's, it's Spanish for sea to lake. And so it goes to uh, it goes to the sea, but also to the lake uh, behind it. It's a thin strip, and so that's where it, it got its name. So, yeah, this one down here, so, this one, yeah, big sham. Yeah, Lake Lake Worth Lagoon. Yeah. Interesting. Well, the valuation um, of this whole property it was originally accepted by some general accounting principles. So it's not like Trump came up with the numbers. He didn't come right. up with it. He was using expert professionals and they testified that their numbers were valid. They went through the numbers. And this isn't a federal case. It's a, um, it's a civil fraud 
case and it was brought by the New York attorney general. And she, um, she is, she is trying to just defame Donald Trump. This is another way of uh, election uh, smear. It's a smear campaign and it's timing is just uh, to take away from his energy it's like a tick just leeching more of, uh, of his time, his money. It's lawfare and it's unjust. Yeah. And, you know, if you go to any court case, you're supposed to have a damaged party. That's what part of the case is. And that case is they want to be reimbursed or they want a criminal uh, you know, prosecution for, for the damages they did. Well, there are zero damages and I'm not saying he did this, but even if he did overvaluate his property, which he obviously did not, um, where's the damage? You know, uh, Donald Trump spoke even today um, saying, hey, look, I've paid every loan. I paid off every single thing. Not one person or, or entity has been harmed in any way. They don't have a case. He even had a clause. Um, what was the name of that clause again? It was basically Fire saying- beware. Buyer beware clause where he says, basically, you do your own uh, investigation. Don't don't go off of what we're saying. You do your own investigation and uh, and whatever you come up with. And so basically, he's not even accountable for for the evaluation. And yeah, I think Forbes had it at three hundred million. Yeah, it's interesting here. Does, does this look like a face that's really worried? Uh, to me, it looks like a face who's really pissed off. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and, and he even said that he goes out at lunchtime and basically says, I'm angry at this judge and this DA because this entire case. And apparently there was a, a previous um, step into the to filing this case where every person who's in charge of that step said, no, 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 I recommend you don't take don't prosecute this case. Don't try. There's no there's not enough standing for it. And the judge did it anyways. So it's. So the, the, what normally happens is a judge would say, no, I'm not going to prosecute a case because it doesn't have enough of the evidence isn't there. Probably things like the fact that there, there was no person injured. And the, just, so this judge, this DA, this New York, um, kept, you know, it, it's this, these people have been placed there. They're they're there to do some serious damage to his his, you know, his character to try to, you know, just keep him out from getting on, on the onto the ballot. And we know basically that every time this happens, he, his polls go up, which is exact opposite of what they're, what they're trying to do. Yeah. I believe every one of these corrupt judges, lawyers, they are all going to pay a price when he is back mm -hmm. in power. The, the tables are not only going to turn, there's going to be an investigation. And if you've done abuse of your power, you're going to pay a price for it. You know, and I don't know if it's another sell at Gitmo or what, but it's, it, people are going to be accountable for what they did. They're not just going to be kicked out of office and then live their life on all the millions that they squandered uh, illegally. Uh, they're going to pay a price. Mm -hmm. And I look forward to that day. I really do. I, you know, we need hey, justice. Uh, let, let's just switch gears. Cause I know we're, we're running short on time and I do want to address something that's been on the news and our listeners might be concerned about. And that's the EBS test coming up on October 4th. Yes. And we don't want to, because that's that's in two days. And so we just want to give our our um, ideas about it and uh, and just explain 
some things that it might be and might not be. Do do either of you want to voice what you might be thinking? Uh, Ron, why don't you go first? And I got a few things I want to say. Yeah, well, I think it was mostly put out by Tom. What's his last name? Is it Chandler? Tom? Um, He's an attorney. Uh, do you, do you know his name? Calendar, Brandon calendar, Tom calendar. Calendar, Yeah. Yeah. Calendar. So, so he's, you know, I've seen a couple of his videos on it and he's talking about, you know, that there's this hydrogel that it was in the vax and, and it has some, uh, nanoparticles and they contain things like Ebola, uh, Ebola. Um, what else was it? Uh, the Mar 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 uh, Marburg virus. Yes. I, sorry, I'm blanking out so much. Yeah. Marburg vi virus. And, and these are all encapsulated and that a surf, certain frequency will agitate and they will begin to swell. And when they swell, they can burst open and let that pathogen out into the bloodstream. And, you know, it, it, it sounds kind of crazy. Some of the things, I mean, even one of them was literally, he was saying it was like an, uh, a zombie apocalypse where you tend to bite people, you know, it, it changes you know, the frontal so lobe, yeah, it does yeah. something to the frontal lobe. And so, you know, it, it does sound pretty scary, um, you know, and, and, and to his credit, there are a couple things that concern me that this is a half hour test. And then they talk about the first minute is to establish this and that. And that's all they talk about. And so people are like, well, what about the other 29 minutes? You're not covering that. What is that mm -hmm. for? And the fact that they're not covering that uh, could be of concern. Um, you know, but then there's holes in the argument, like turn mm -hmm. off your phone, stick it in a Faraday cage or stick it in your microwave, you know, and I'm thinking, well, what does the phone have to do with these high frequencies? These are 5G mm -hmm. frequencies. They come from 5G cell towers. And, you know, if, if you're thinking that the phone is like a focal point and it'll aim it towards you, these towers do not aim individual phones. It's not like a a laser, you know, beam going from mm -hmm. phone to phone. It's it broadcasts out, you know, maybe a, a half a sphere or or the other half or a quarter. You know, you can kind of direct in in areas, but it's anything that's in that area. And so that whether you have a phone or not, you're still going to get that five G signal mm -hmm. um, that's going to go across. So you turn if you have if your phone's off now. Now there is a concern. I had another friend that brought up that. Maybe that other 29 minutes is downloading. It's actually got control of your phone. It, it's, it's uh, you know, it's mm -hmm. putting out a message. It could be giving you uh, some nefarious programming. Yeah, I'd be more concerned about that personally, that it could be a, a program that's being loaded onto your phone. You know, it could be spyware, who knows? And so, yeah. and I'm not saying that's what it is, but it seems like that would be a greater uh, thing. Am I going to turn my phone off for an hour? Probably just, I mean, why not do me good anyway? Yeah. Well, I think right. if it's loading something, you probably ought to just take the battery out, you know, just um, get in the back of it and take the, the SIM card out and uh, whatever you need to do. But um, I, I know that um, it's, in light of what happened in Maui, I think they're using and leveraging the fear and the tragedy of that energized weapon. And so there's a little bit of imagining, oh, this might be that. And what we saw in right. Maui was laser. 
it was a focused, energized weapon, probably from um, satellites or who know, um, some sort of military um, work. And that might be so close to people's thinking, they might think, oh my goodness, this is that. And um, right. it, it really doesn't sound like this is that. Uh, the three tests will be for the wireless alert and will be for the radio and um, satellite phones and the television and other video uh, formats and platforms. So there will be different frequencies. It'll be at 2.20 Eastern Standard Time on October 4th. And if for some reason the weather or something prevents that from occurring, it'll happen on a week later at um, 2.22 on October 11th, which is a strange time, isn't it? Uh, 2.22. Uh, but that would be 11.22 our time. So just know that God says uh, over 365 times, fear not, fear not, and, and project your own frequency and uh, ask the Lord, what should I do? Because he has an answer for us. And don't, um, don't fear and panic because that lowers your, your whole body frequency and it does make you susceptible to illness and to other uh, other things that might your immune system might be trying to fight off. What do you think, Brandon? Well, yeah, and I, I went and saw this on the Reese report and, you know, and, and it's pretty fascinating, interesting. And I it, it, to me, it feels like it's just another opportunity um, for people to discredit red pilled people. And, you know, mm -hmm. there was this whole interview that was taking place with Yuri uh, Bezmanov, who was an ex-KGB agent. And he said, you know, the, one of the number one things they do, um, the, the communists, to try to disrupt and control populations is get them to get to a place of demoralization where yeah. they where, where the average person can't even assess information and to know what it means or whether it's it's crucial or important or not. And I, I feel like a lot of this. Um, these scare tactics, these fear things that are coming up, but you know, some of them are real, right? And there's some of them are real present danger and some of them are just overscaled. And I think they're actually to make those of us who are asking questions to those who are skeptical to the narrative to make free thinkers look stupid. And so mm -hmm. if we'll bite on this one, I think, I think another one that maybe even was hatched by the CIA or one of these other organizations is the flat earth theory that it was put out there to really get the, the, the early adapters and the free thinkers who, to, who are questioning everything to question that, to really make them just look stupid. And so that we won't, so that people won't trust anything we say. And, oh yeah, you said that about this. You said that about that. And then also things like dates, you know, for this, someone has a date attached mm -hmm. to it because it's an EBS, you know, it's October 4th, October 11th. So if we're, if we're saying, Oh no, like turn off your phone, October 4th and all this bad stuff's going to happen. Then it doesn't happen. Then again, we're just those people crying wolf again um, who say all this is about to happen. We get discouraged. Other people discredit us. And then they don't. Then when there's actual threat that's legitimate, um, people don't don't consider Nobody it. believes so, you. Yeah. I saw Y2K. Mm -hmm. Y2K, Y2K was a big one. And I got bit by that one. And then I look back and I'm like, you know what? I don't know why I fell for that one. It, it, it was a confirmation biased or whatever. And, uh, and so ever since then, I've always been very cautious. I try to be at least as cautious as I can be like that, like this cell thing, you know, it's like, turn off your phone. Why? why well, my body's going to get zapped if I have my phone on. 
and but if I turn it off, it's not, you know, or if I stick it in my microwave, I and just like, man, that's just has Y2K all over it. I don't know. I hope I hope I'm right on that. And it's it's mm-hmm. not something nefarious. But, you know, and the other thing, too, is, you know, if, if there's all these pathogens that are released, you know, there's things like chlorine dioxide, the, uh, mm-hmm. you know, the universal antidote. I would go to universe, the universal antidote dot com. And I mean, there's been so many studies on that. That'll wipe out any pathogen and, you know, take it and uh, it does a lot. So do your research and be prepared. I'm just ahead take my of horse paste again. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that, yeah, the horse paste thing. I mean, that, uh, the ivermectin is amazing. I, you know, I was listening this last week again to uh, the real Anthony Fauci, you know, taped by uh, Robert Kennedy Jr. And, uh, you know, they had a whole segment on ivermectin. It was amazing. The studies and the things that were totally hidden. And uh, it's like, man, I'm glad I have it. Even though I had to order it from India, you know, I'm glad I had it. And I took one of those pills last week uh, coming back from Africa, just in case, you know. Yeah. Speaking of Robert Kennedy, I, um, you know, he it looks like he is going to leave the Democrat ticket and go independent because they treat him so bad. And it was interesting because, um, you know, I think it was uh, Jack Prasovic or one of those guys that was saying, um, you know, Biden totally overplayed his hand and made a huge mistake. Here's the guy that asked for security, right? Mm -hmm. This is a guy who lost his father and his uncle to assassinations and he gets denied and he's supposed to get it because he's running, you know. And, and Biden's, that administration denies him. I mean, of all people, of all mm-hmm. people, you would think he would get it before anybody else. You know, he's already had right. two assassinations. And um, and so now that he decides to go independent, well, what happens? Well, if, if it comes down to voting for a president and you have an independent person, he's going to take votes away. He's probably not going to take any votes away from <laughs> President Trump. Trump. People that are uh, voting for Trump are very loyal to Trump, but people that Joe Biden, I mean, you know, not, no one's really uh, thrilled about him. Right. I mean, even his followers, I mean, and right. so he's going to take from there where if he uh, lost in the primaries, you know, you know how they do it. They took it away from Bernie Sanders two times, you know, super delegates or whatever, whatever however they do it, yeah. you know, they could have got, could have got rid of him in the primaries. Um, it just shows that it's going to backfire even more. Yeah. So we'll see. We but, will uh, see. Any closing uh, comments? Yeah, I wanted to say we've got the Holy Spirit in us. And uh, when we come against these, these events like the EBS, and there will be more, guarantee we know that there is a sh- great shaking that many of the prophets have talked about that are meant to shake us free from Luciferian structures and deep evil structures that are embedded in this nation. And he wants to shake everything that can be shaken because we are part of an unshakable kingdom, the kingdom of God. And so when we come against these different scenarios, um, the the best thing is to go to the counselor, that the one that promises uh, to give us wisdom. Mm -hmm. And so uh, we don't need to look to the headline, which is, uh, has one purpose and that's to get us uh, to sell newspapers or it is to get us in fear. And so it's important that you decide ahead of time that you trust God, 
you listen for what he says, and then you do the thing, because it might not be the same thing for everybody. We're all in different regions and we all have different circumstances, but God knows how we're designed. So you go to the father who created you and he loves to talk to his kids. So that would be yeah. my advice. Good advice. Good advice. That's so good, Chris. So good. Yeah. Just remain in peace. You know, the great, the Bible says very clearly, great than he that is in the world. So the Holy Ghost in you is way more powerful than the forces of darkness and the prince of the power of the air. And we win, right? We win. Yep. Jesus, Christ already, Jesus already won. We just now need to apply that, that authority that he gave us to the world. So we're going to keep doing it. Amen. Amen. Goodbye. Good this night. This has been Wake the Bear Radio on KSCO. 1080 on your AM dial. 